Uh, hi, I'm Alexa Vasco from Mercyhurst, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk with Matt. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, we have captain of the Mercyhurst women's hockey team, Alexa Vasco. But before we get to that interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our Instagram and Twitter at College Hockey Talk. Also, follow our YouTube page as well. You can subscribe to our Apple Podcast page, leave a rating and review, and also follow our Spotify page as well. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate if you did those things. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate that as well. Now on today's podcast, like I just said earlier, our guest today is Alexa Vasco, one of the most underrated players in women's college hockey, and she's one of the best players in the CHA. So without further ado, here's the interview with her. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, we are joined by Mercyhurst senior and captain Alexa Vasco. Alexa is a CHA champion and was named one of our key players to look out for in the CHA this year. Welcome to the podcast, Alexa, and how's it going? Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's going well. Um, I'm here in Erie. Uh, it's, a little, it's a little cold today, but I'm doing well. We just had practice, so it's been a good day. That's good to hear. And uh, what's it been like to prepare for this upcoming season amid a global pandemic? I mean, not going to lie, at, at times it's definitely been tough because uh, we've been practicing really, really hard. And I know our schedule's definitely changed over, over the few weeks and over the past few months as well. And especially looking back on uh, March when we were supposed to go to Cornell and play in the final eight, uh, definitely we have some things we uh, are left to prove. So uh, looking forward to getting out there and being able to prove ourselves once again. Yeah, and what do you think has been the biggest challenge you've had to face uh, during preparing for this year, and how have you adapted to that challenge? I would definitely say all the uncertainty. Um, I know we were supposed to have some games coming late in November. Uh, those unfortunately got canceled. So I think as a team, we just hold each other accountable um, on the ice, off the ice, uh, and to be able to adapt, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a learning curve for sure. Um, all over the world, it's, it's been different. Games have been getting canceled. Teams have been getting sent home. So again, it's a learning curve, but I think we're able to adapt with it pretty well. And, and having a good teammates too, um, you know, we can lean on each other, talk to each other about it. So I think that's really key as well. Yeah, and I was going to get to that next part. Your schedule has obviously been, been postponed for a little bit. Um, how do you mentally stay prepared for games and try to be flexible? due to so many schedule postponements that have already happened and that probably will happen in the incoming future. Yeah, I know it, it's definitely hard. I'm not going to lie. And some of the other girls are, are feeling that as well. Um, but I think it all starts in practice. I know we have to be competitive and, and work hard because you never know uh, when we're going to play again. It, it definitely got postponed and pushed back a little, but I think to stay mentally sharp and physically sharp as well, uh, we have to elevate in practice as well. And I think our coaches have really helped with that. Um, we've been scrimmaging, keeping the pace up. We've been doing video as well. Um, so I think sort of staying in that uh, game mentality has been helping us a lot. 
Now, I want to talk to you about your quarantine. Um, how was that like? What did you do over the summer to pass the time? And how did you prepare for this upcoming season when it comes to training, especially since a lot of gyms were closed throughout the summer? Yeah, so it was definitely, again, another learning curve. So we got sent home in March when we were supposed to go to, go to Cornell. Um, so we were all back at our home, and I still had school to keep me busy. Um, but once school was over, you know, I had a gym. I was fortunate enough to have a gym in my basement. Um, so I'm, I was able to work out there and use – actually, I have a park near my house as well. So I was fortunate enough to do sort of my conditioning there because the gym I usually train at was unfortunately closed, like all gyms uh, across Canada and where I live. Um, So along with training in my basement and outside, um, I took a lot of walks with my mom, uh, which was actually really nice because we got to talk. So that was that was definitely nice to get away from the game in that sense. Um, I did a lot of puzzles. I'm a big I'm a big puzzle gal and I like to read as well. So those are just things to, again, get away from the game and and really sort of find myself. And and, and then coming back uh, towards the season, it made me want it even more because I had that time away from the game. So getting back on the ice, it just made me love it even more. Now, how are the freshmen adapting to the new team and what have the upperclassmen in particular done to help them since they're in a situation that you've never experienced before? Yeah, honestly, I think they're doing a really, really good job. Again, this is different times. And I know if I was a freshman, I'd be a little nervous uh, during these crazy times because, again, we would have had quite a few games under our belt and our freshmen have played zero games. They've only played our scrimmages, like I've said. Um, So it's definitely, it's definitely new for them, but I think they've been doing a really, really good job at that. And then for our upperclassmen, I think just taking them under our wing and, and sort of showing them the ropes with everything, whether that's off the ice habits with, with school nutrition or just helping them with their daily lives. And then on the ice habits, really focusing on those little details, like stopping on pucks, working hard, even communicating on the ice. So just those little things that I think coming from junior, you don't really think about. And then coming to college, you really need to focus on those details. But again, I think they're doing a really, really good job, like uh, especially with the circumstances. Now I want to start off talking about the beginning of your hockey career. Uh, you're from St. Catharines, Ontario. Uh, what was it like to grow up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, it was awesome. So I, I started uh, playing hockey uh probably when I was about six and I got into it actually by watching my dad he was playing old timers hockey uh with his friends and my mom would take me and we'd just sit and watch and I remember just watching him in the old rinks and and really saying like I think I really want to do this and again um girls didn't really play hockey uh back then there wasn't really an organized uh girls league so they uh, I just remember going on the backyard rink at my grandma's friend's house actually with the two little plastic blades and they sort of pushed me on there and I I made my way on the ice and then I started playing house league with the boys um and that was definitely fun I definitely I definitely loved it and I remember the one day I came home from playing with the boys and I was bawling my eyes out because the boys wouldn't pass me the puck and my dad said well if you if you want the puck you're gonna have to go get it yourself and then from right there um, I think sort of a light bulb went off in my head. And then ever since that moment, I just, I loved the game. I, I was fiery out there. And so then I played with the boys and then I made a transition to playing with the girls probably when I was about eight or nine and I actually played underage. So I was again, eight or nine and they were probably 11 or 12. Um, and I think I sort of realized, okay, this is something what I want to do. 
um, when I was able to keep up with those older girls and then sort of my career blossomed from there. Yeah, I was reading that when your family members played for the Chicago Blackhawks in the NHL, um, what was it like having an NHL in your family? And did they help you uh, when it comes, comes to your hockey development? Yeah, so unfortunately, I wasn't able to meet him. Uh, Elmer Vasco, they called him Moose. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get his height. Um, but uh, he actually died the year I was born. But definitely um, looking back on the scrapbooks, I have a lot of books of him, uh, the black and white uh, pictures, just seeing sort of my name associated with the NHL is, is definitely cool. And I've actually had some people come up to me, um, whether that's playing with the national team or, or here on, at Mercier saying like, are you related to Elmer Moose Vasco? And I think it's, it's sort of neat that we have that association. Um, and again, and I think it's also cool to have my name, last name on the Stanley cup. So I can, it's sort of validating that hockey's in our, in our blood. Yeah, definitely. Now, who was your favorite player growing up and what part of their game do you try to emulate to your game a little bit? Well, being a Canadian, I think everyone loves Sidney Crosby. I mean, um, just the way I'm a centerman and he's a centerman, just the way he plays the game. He has great vision. He's responsible in the D zone, O zone. He has so much skill. He's so creative. And then off the ice, he's just a good human. You see all these videos on Twitter, Instagram of him just doing great things. And I could definitely emulate my game after him. <laughs> I definitely won't be as good as Sidney Crosby, but definitely someone I look up to. Now, before Mercyhurst, you played for the Stony Creek Sabres. Uh, talk about your experience there and how did you get the opportunity to play in the PWHL? Yeah, so I actually started my minor hockey career in St. Catharines with the St. Catharines Chaos. And then uh, I was... I guess you could say sort of recruited at the Bantam age to play uh, in Stony Creek. So I played midget double A there. Uh, we don't have a uh, triple A in Canada for, at the midget age. And then I made up, I made the junior team uh, for my last two years. So again, I, I really think it prepared me really, really well for the college level, um, both on and off the ice. There were, there were things off the ice that we had to be mature about, which translates over into the college game and then on the ice for sure. And I think it was, really, really validating to be surrounded by girls who had the same dreams and goals as you, whether that was playing for the national team or playing uh, division one hockey. I think everyone just pushed themselves to be better and to be surrounded in that environment was just amazing. Now, how did your experience at Stony Creek help prepare you for college hockey? Um, there was definitely, uh, especially being in a leadership role in Stony Creek, there was definitely responsibilities that we had to do. And coming in uh, as a freshman, uh, you definitely have responsibilities and it, it, it's a big jump. Um, but again, I think everyone having the same goals and, and same uh, values when I was in Stony Creek really helped me mold me into the player I am today. And that definitely helped me going into uh, college and, and just the speed and the physicality uh, at the junior definitely helped me moving up to college. And then again, it elevates once you get to your sophomore, junior season, uh, senior season. So that definitely helped. Now you also had the opportunity to play for the under 18 Canada, Canada team uh, where you won a silver medal and were an assistant captain. Uh, talk about getting the chance to represent your country on the national stage and win that silver medal. And what does that mean to you even today? Yeah, it was amazing. I remember, so before the World Championships, we play a summer series versus the U.S. And I remember when I was told I made that roster, I just, I was crying. I was so emotional. I couldn't wait to call my parents. 
Um, and then I actually got the call that I made the U18 roster to play in the Czech Republic. I was actually in my high school cafeteria and I saw this unknown number and I knew that's, that's what the call was. So I ran out as fast as I could and answered it at my locker. And I remember saying that I made the team. And again, I, I started crying. I called my parents, but it was just an amazing experience. And I actually have some, uh, family history back in uh, the Czech Republic. So my grandpa was actually able to come with me. So as a family, we made a whole vacation out of it. And then being able to represent your country, it's just an amazing feeling, especially with the great uh, group of girls that we had. Um, and I, unfortunately, we weren't able to get the gold medal we lost in overtime against the United States. And obviously, it was heartbreaking. We were all we were all pretty upset about it. But looking back on it again, yes, I have a silver medal. But as a little girl, I've always wanted to play for Team Canada and to be able to achieve that was just amazing. And then I was able to build from there. So that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I want to talk to you about your recruiting process. Uh, what was that like for you? And why did you choose uh, Mercyhurst at the end of the day? Yeah, it was definitely a fun experience. I just remember being in my basement. Uh, we didn't have uh, a cordless phone in the in the basement. So I just remember sitting on the steps uh, with the phone attached to the wall, talking to some of the coaches and some of the schools. So it was definitely an interesting process. And I think my coaches in Stony Creek really, really helped me because it was a new, it was a new territory for me and they helped me navigate my way through that. So talking to a lot of coaches, um, I ended up obviously visiting Mercyhurst. And for me, I'm, I'm a bit of a homebody. I live in a smaller town. I'm, I'm really close to my family. Um, and at Mercyhurst, it's, it's not the biggest school, but again, it has that community-like feel. Everyone knows each other at our games. Everyone comes to our games. Um, they, we have such great support. Um, and especially the actual school being so close to my hometown, St. Catharines, it's only about two hours and 20 minutes away. So having my parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles being able to come and watch me was very, very special. Um, and then also the history of the program. I, I remember walking into the arena and seeing all the banners the NCAA bids the CHA championships and I knew like this is a place for greatness and and I wanted to come here so that's why I chose Mercyhurst after all. Now talk about the coaching staff at Mercyhurst and how have they helped your development as a hockey player? Yeah so in my recruiting process actually um, I heard that our coach uh, Mike Sissy had a he had a really really good track record and so that also uh, drew me to come to Mercyhurst because I knew coming in as a freshman yeah um, I knew I could, I knew I could make an impact and prove myself, but I also knew, um, if I wanted to get to that next level, he could definitely develop me. And obviously you're not to your fullest potential as a freshman. You want to get better every, every, every year and every practice almost. Um, so I knew, uh, his track record, he could definitely develop me into the player that I wanted to be. And with the assistant coaches too, they, they care about you as people and they help you develop. And, and honestly, like, I know I can get better even today and I just can't wait to what the future holds. Now, what was your freshman season like, and what do you think was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? My freshman year was definitely eye-opening. Eye-opening, like you come out a junior, and and uh, you're definitely humbled when you come into uh, the the college environment. Um, and I would say the biggest adjustment for me, I always was pretty physical, but then I would say the biggest adjustment is just how fast you have to process the information and the speed. You definitely have to think a lot quicker than in junior, um, whether that's passing, shooting, anything, you definitely have to think a lot quicker. Um, and yeah, the, the physicality, uh, it was, it's definitely a lot, 
bigger than in junior, but I would have to say the speed was definitely a big factor that I noticed. Now, uh, during your freshman season, your team won the CHA championship and made the national tournament. Uh, What was it like to win your first league championship and what did that mean to you? Uh, It was amazing. I mean, coming in as a freshman, I, I really didn't know what to expect, but I knew that uh, Mercierce and Robert Morris had had a bit of a rivalry. So meeting them in the finals, I was I was really really pumped for that game, and I was a bit snake bitten my my freshman year. So I actually scored my first college goal in the final game of uh, that championship game. Um, so scoring that goal was amazing. But then I just remember uh, throwing our gloves and and we were so uh, emotional and so happy that we won. And uh, being a freshman, I realized like okay, feeling this as a freshman, I know I want to win. Um, my next three years here. Um, so that was definitely special. And then going to Clarkson, uh, it was definitely a whole other environment um, being it. It was my first um, final eight. And I just remember walking into Cheel Arena at Clarkson and seeing the NCAA banner, seeing the, the band getting ready. And I was like, okay, this is the real deal. Um, so I was super excited for that. Um, unfortunately, um, just like our U18s, uh, at Worlds, we lost in overtime, and it was heartbreaking because we were so close. We took uh, Clarkson overtime. Uh, we were so close, and uh, I thought we were going to pull it off. So again, it, it was heartbreaking. But again, we were able to build from that and learn from that experience. Yeah, that was a pretty crazy game because I knew a lot of people didn't give you guys a chance since Clarkson was the number one team in the country yeah. at the time. Um, what, what was it like getting the, getting the chance to play against that team and what challenges did they bring and how did you guys try to defensively um, um, stop their offensive chances? Yeah, so Clarkson's definitely a very, very talented team and, and we knew going into that game that we were definitely seen as the underdogs, but going into that game, we knew like we can win this game. Uh, we really don't need to prove anything. We're meant to be here and, and we really didn't play like underdogs. We, we played like we were on top. And yes, they have some very, very talented players and they have some really good firepower up front. Um, but I think just working as a team and really buying into our values and, and our mantras as a team, we were able to we were able to compete with them. And unfortunately, we weren't able to hold them off at the end. But I think, again, we could build from that game. And, and yeah, we lost, but sort of we sort of won in our eyes because we were like, you know what? We, we were meant to be here. And then, um, yeah, it was just awesome. Now, in your sophomore season, your team lost to Syracuse in the CHA tournament. Uh, what did you learn from that loss, and how did it help you motivate you for your junior year? Yeah, so not going to lie, that loss definitely stung. Um, it was, uh, I mean, not going to lie, like we didn't expect to to lose in that game. And I, and I think what we took for granted is, is we took them lightly. Not going to lie, we took Syracuse lightly. Um, they came out and they scored and we were like, oh, crap. Um, and so then we were sort of playing on our heels the entire game. And then when the game was over, uh, it stung. It was a heartbreaker. So I think going into my junior year, I knew myself and, and a bunch of other girls in my class and the upperclassmen, we never wanted to feel that, that pain again. And we knew coming back into my junior year, um, we definitely uh, – wanted to prove ourselves because we knew that wasn't our team that played and lost against Syracuse. That wasn't us. That wasn't the Lakers. So, um, and especially going into that entire season, every time we played Syracuse, we remembered, okay, they beat us and we're never going to feel that again. So I definitely think that helped fuel our success in my junior season for sure. Now, what has been the biggest improvement you have made to your game since your freshman year? 
I would say overall, just confidence, confidence with the puck, confidence in myself, confidence on the ice. Um, coming in as a freshman, again, like I said, you're definitely humbled coming at a junior. Um, but being a freshman, I, I remember being a little bit nervous. I really didn't want to step on anybody's toes, uh, especially the seniors. I, I was nervous. Am I going to play? Am I not? But then I realized like, okay, he recruited me here for a reason. I'm getting ice time for a reason. So I think my sophomore junior year, I realized like, okay, like I, I meant, I meant to be here and definitely confidence. And, and even my coach and other people have said like, uh, your confidence has definitely improved. And I think comes with that comes maturity as well. Um, and if you put in the work, uh, there's no reason not to be confident. So I think, again, with the coaches helping develop me, they definitely help develop my confidence as well. Now, being named captain in your junior year, uh, what type of leadership do you want to bring to the team even this year? And are you more of a vocal or lead-by-example type of player? Um, I, I would say I'm more of a lead-by-example. I'm definitely vocal, that's for sure. Um, both uh, last year and this year, I, I'm pretty vocal. But at the same time, I like to lead by example, whether that's off the ice with doing the right things in the gym, with my sleep, uh, with school or anything like that off the ice. And then on the ice for sure, just making sure I'm the hardest worker on the ice. Uh, never take anything for, for granted and lightly, definitely in practices and especially games. And I just want to set the standards for my own team. Um, and definitely with... Uh, with the other leaders on the team, I think we need to set a good example, set the standards, and then, uh, and then I can de definitely think that can help uh, motivate our team and and bring value to our team as well. Now, obviously, this past season, uh, your team won the CHA tournament again. This time in overtime, uh, what was it like to win that game, and how did it compare to your first uh, CHA championship win, especially since it was in overtime? And what was your reaction when Summer Rae Dobson got that goal? Oh, it was amazing. That that entire game uh, is definitely a nail-biter. I remember it was going back and forth, and especially in overtime, it was going back and forth. Robert Morris got a couple of breakaways in, uh, in overtime. We got a couple of good chances. And then when Summer Rae scored, it was just, honestly, it was a blur. We were all jumping off the bench, um, and it was crazy. Uh, we were so emotional. We were so excited. Um, and it was just awesome to win with such a great group of girls because, honestly – that team was super, super close on and off the ice. Uh, they're like family. And it, it was definitely, it was definitely a bit more emotional than uh, my freshman year, just because our, my freshman year win is a five, two, five, three win. So it was definitely a hard fought game. Don't get me wrong. It was going back and forth, but uh, my freshman year, when it was counting down the, the seconds, we, we knew, we knew we won. Whereas this time, anyone who put it in the back of the net was going to win. So um, it was definitely a little bit of a high-strung game, but uh, we came together in the end. Everyone bought in. Everyone had their roles, and um, I'm just grateful that we came up with a win. And unfortunately, it did going to Clarkson – or sorry, going to uh, Cornell. It got canceled. We were heartbroken, but in the end, I wouldn't want it any other way. Now, yeah, your team was supposed to play in the national tournament before everything got shut down. Uh, where did your, where did you, what was your reaction when you found out? And what was the seniors' reaction, especially since they got their season canceled like that? And um, just what was your reaction also in general? Yeah, so it, it was definitely crushing. It was heartbreaking. I just remember we were in our, our back dressing room. Uh, we had our bags packed and everything. We loaded our bags on the bus the bus doors closed and then we got off the bus and had some lunch in our back locker room. I remember we had sushi from Wegmans. Um, and then our athletic director came in and was like, 
hey, there's some stuff going down, obviously, with the global pandemic, uh, go back to your rooms, and we'll get back to you. And then we got we got a text saying come back to the dressing room so we all sort of knew something was going down so we all sat in our stalls and our coach came in and said unfortunately we won't be heading to Cornell um it's canceled it's not even postponed it's canceled and then I just remember my uh, my heart was breaking but it was also it was breaking a lot more for the seniors because uh I believe this was our year um we could have went all the way and just to be that close and have it taken away and then for them to have their their college career end like that, it was definitely heartbreaking. But um, in the end, we were such a close group, so we were able to lean on each other. So that definitely helped. Now, playing in the CHA, uh, what's, what's it like playing in that conference versus other conferences in women's hockey in college? Because it's one of the smaller conferences, but there's a lot of good teams. And last year, you and Robert Morris were really going head-to-head a lot throughout the season. Uh, just talk about playing in that conference and just the talent that it has amongst its players. Yeah, even though it's a it's a bit of a smaller conference, um, we're definitely familiar with all the teams, which I think has its benefits. And in yeah, we have our, our rivalries with uh, Robert Morris, but I think with every team, you never know what to expect. I know uh, we definitely go toe to toe and head to head with every team in the conference: Lindenwood, RIT, Penn State, Syracuse. Um, so definitely, every game is is different. Every game brings its its own uh, highs and lows, um, but especially with Robert Morris uh, being so close to them. I know um, Wisconsin and Minnesota have their little border battle, um, but I definitely think that uh, Robert Morris and us, we have that rivalry, and I, I don't think that'll ever go away, even 10 years from now. I think that'll always be there, which is, is pretty neat that I'm a part of it now. Now, your team was ranked 10th in the country um, by the preseason polls. Um, what are some of your what are some of your goals and aspirations for this upcoming season for you and for your team? And with that ranking, how do you try to maintain that throughout the year? Yeah, so it's it's definitely an honor as a team to be to be ranked. Um, but again, for our team, it doesn't stop there. I, I we're at ten, but I know um, everyone believes we can definitely get higher. So I think in order to do that, we just need a buy in. Everyone needs to know their role and in our mantra and value as a team and. Um, if, I believe if we all buy in, everyone can can pull their weight and um, be a link in our chain. And I know as a program, we really have high standards for ourselves and our team. So if everyone holds ourselves to a high standard, I, I think honestly, the sky is the limit. And I know uh, this year, the Frozen Four is actually an eerie here. Um, so that's definitely, we always look at that. Okay, we want to be there. We know we can be there. So every practice and every game, um, we, we definitely want to play a hundred percent definitely want to play our hardest because we know that's our ultimate goal and again the sky's the limit for us yeah, and the season's a lot more open this year with no ivy league schools playing so that just mm-hmm. takes teams out of the running so i think a lot more teams have a chance to make the tournament this year so it's going to be tough especially uh, with more teams uh trying to get that ranking and trying to make the tournament this year yeah for sure now uh you've played a good amount of college hockey games uh, which road arena has been the, your favorite you've played in so far uh, I would say no doubt um, uh, Laban in uh, Wisconsin. It was uh, my freshman year and actually funny story. It was my second game as a freshman ever in college. And uh, a girl on Wisconsin, and I got into a little tussle in the corner and I actually ended up getting thrown out of the game out of my second uh, ever college game. And <laughs> I mean, the arena was amazing. I'll never forget it, but being booed off, by everyone it was a sold out crowd so honestly being booed off by everyone was something I'll never forget and honestly that's why it's one of the 
one of the most memorable experiences in my college career and the, I think it's a great arena. It's definitely one of the best uh, welcome to college hockey moments. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now you're one of the, probably one of the best defensive forwards I've ever seen. Um, how do you try to balance both the offensive and defensive side of your game, but still scoring and being creative of offensive chances, but as well as um, being defensive as well and not creating other chances for the other team. Cause I know Patrice Bergeron does that really well in the NHL. And I feel like you do that really well in college hockey. And you kind of have similar games with Bergeron in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, with the people who I look, uh, who I sort of emulate my game off of, there's uh, Bergeron and also Taves. I think they're really good defensive forwards, but they can also uh, contribute offensively. And for me personally, I think in order to be the most effective in that position, both defensively and offensively, you have to be in good physical shape and condition. You can't be spending uh, 30 seconds in the D zone and then, 40 seconds in the ozone if if you're not in shape so for me I think I think I really value being in good physical shape um and that enables me if I have a long shift even in the ozone I'm able to get back and and be sort of responsible in the d zone and I really take pride in being responsible in the d zone because when I get scored on uh I I definitely don't like that I'd rather uh I, I never like being scored on at all um and also going back into the ozone um I like putting the puck in the net. I think everyone likes it. I think it's fun. Um, but I think also being responsible in the neutral zone as well, being a centerman, you sort of have to be the rover out there. It's like being a midfield in soccer. So I think I take pride, take pride in being responsible all over the ice. So, and again, I think that's come, that comes with being a good leader on the team. We're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions about you and your teammates as well. Uh, my first one is, uh, what's your favorite outdoor activity? Ooh, uh, honestly, my favorite outdoor activity would just going for a walk. I, I love hiking. I love being in the woods. Um, in Niagara, we have some good trails like the Bruce Trail. So I definitely like walking that, especially with my mom. We find that uh, very uncommon. Now, who is your favorite actor or actress? Oh, um, I would say for for actor, I would definitely say Bradley Cooper. He he was a big a big star for me in The Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. That's one of my favorite movies. So I'd definitely say Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he was also a good singer as well in that movie. Oh so yeah, do it all. Mm-hmm. Now speaking of music, uh, what music do you like to listen to before a game? And just what do you like to listen to in general? I guess. Well, in general, I like to listen to sort of not folk music, but sort of like the easy hits, the the Lumineers, Mumford and Sons, Dermot Kennedy. And then before a game, I listen to that a little bit, but before a game, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's on SoundCloud. I listen to, it's called Big Booty Mix. Oh yeah. A lot on, of cars listen to that. Before. Yeah. So I, I'm big in, I'm big in the Big Booty Mix. That just gets me pumped up and we have it in the, in the dressing room sometimes. So yeah, I listen to that. Now, speaking of your teammates, who's the funniest on the team? funniest on the team uh that's a hard one uh we do have a couple characters on our team I would have to say last year that would have been easy this year um I would have to say Gabby Cox is pretty funny number three now who has the best style on your team besides yourself (laughs) off ice or on the ice style uh let's do both Ooh, okay. Off the ice, I would have to say Jordan Mortlock, um, number eight. She 
she's really into fashion. I'll give her that. Um, and then on the ice. Oh gosh. Um, I, I would say, I don't know if it's the best style. It's definitely odd style. AJ or her, we call her AJ. Her name's Alexandria Weiss. She tapes, she tapes her stick just at the toe. And I think it's the weirdest thing, but Hey, it works for her. So I guess that's sort of a neat style. Yeah, that's definitely pretty interesting, but I'll go. Yeah. Now, it's, the semester is almost done, at least for me. I don't know about yourself, but what has been the hardest class you've ever taken in college? Oh, that I've ever taken. Jeez. Um, well, right, I actually finished the class yesterday. I was in ethics. Um, that's just a lot of papers. It's not too difficult. It's just a lot of writing and sort of proving yourself, but um I'd probably say definitely the hardest class that I've taken is general chemistry. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely I, difficult. I, yeah. I never took chemistry. I took it in high school one year. I hated it. So yeah, definitely say that's definitely a bad class. Now back to some hockey questions before we let you go is what should you, what do you think should be done to help grow women's hockey, especially in the position you are in, what are you trying to do to help grow the game? Yeah, I, I definitely think uh, social media can play a huge role in that with, with the amount of exposure that women's hockey can have, whether, again, I think this is great with, with all the podcasts and I, and I see all the women that you're interviewing with, which I think is amazing. And then especially with the PWHPA, I, I see that as getting some great exposure. It just got a um, million dollars from Secret Deodorant. I just noticed the other day that I got sponsored by Canadian Tire. So again, that's great for women's hockey. But again, I think I can, I think it can grow. And, and the ultimate goal is definitely to get the NHL involved to make it a, a viable and professional league. So again, um, I think there's great strides for women hockey, women's hockey. And, and I think it's a, a great opportunity for those younger girls uh, to get into. Speaking of the podcast, uh, what do you think I should do better as an interviewer to help improve this platform? Uh, honestly, I think you should keep going with uh, getting all the, the women on the podcast. I, I definitely think it's, it's opening the eyes of some of your listeners and, again, creating exposure for us. So I think you're doing a great job. I appreciate that. Thank you uh, so much. Now, is there any shout-outs you'd like to give to any of your teammates, family members, or friends? Oh, shout out. Well, well, definitely to my teammates, for sure. We, we've definitely been through some stuff this year with, uh, with the pandemic, with our schedule getting uh, changed quite a few times. So we're, we're all sticking with it. We've been strong. So shout out to everyone for, for working hard. And then uh, my family. I mean, everyone should have a shout out to their family. I don't think I, I would be in this position I am sitting at my desk here being interviewed by you if it, if it wasn't for them. Um, so I honestly, I owe everything to them for their support and, and for their words of encouragement always. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Alexa. I really appreciate it so much. I wish you all the best uh, for your upcoming season. I know you're going to do great. You're one of my favorite players to watch, and I feel like you don't get enough credit in the college hockey scene that you should. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it and keep killing it out there. You're doing amazing. Awesome. Well, th thank you so much for having me. And do you, uh, have you been watching any of the college hockey games lately? Yeah, I watched the UConn men's game against UMass uh, yesterday. It was a good game to watch, and I was just going to watch the Minnesota versus Ohio State game. Yeah, in a few I, watched, I watched the UMass game yesterday, the one that went into overtime with the new three-on-three. -three. Yeah, no, our, we had one of the players on, Kale Howarth. He's like a good friend of ours, and uh, he scored the shootout winner, so it was cool to see. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, it was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I'm a big UConn hockey fan. That's kind of like my team since that's how I fell in love with college oh, hockey. Oh, cool. Going to the games as a kid. So it's been cool to see them grow as a program. Awesome. Oh, well, again, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm trying to grow women's hockey. I'm a big fan myself. And it was it's awesome getting players on like yourself to help uh, make the platform better and make the sport better as well. Yeah, thank you so much. Just wanted to say thank you so much to Alexa for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I wish her nothing but the best for this upcoming season with Mercyhurst. I know she's going to kill it and do good things for that team. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really appreciate it, and we will have another podcast out tomorrow with a great guest, and we will also preview this weekend's college hockey matchups. But until then, take care, everyone. Have a great day, and bye. Yeah. Huh. I am not the victim of this love affair.